Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. And we're, we're checking boxes for kind of everybody else. Yes. And we're like, I, I'm so I'm so done with this. Like, why am I continuing to do the same thing I've done in my life if it's not bringing me joy, if it's not lighting my soul on fire as my kids start to go away or I start to age or these things are reflections of where I'm at in my life. I want to start to really live in my own mm. light. I want to start driving my own direction again and start doing those things for me. And that is not selfishness. That is literally self-care. And I would hope by midlife we're starting to work out like that's actually boundaries and self-care. That's not selfish. That is deep insight and self-awareness. Absolutely. And we need to rename that. Right. And that's where I said midlife and and revolutionizing it. Let's rename that that's not selfish, Mm. that that's self-care. That's that's a shame that we think about it in that in that way ever, because it's not. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 272. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So this week, I have a interview, which is my second to last. It's my penultimate interview for the time being. Like I said, I am taking a break from interviewing. I'm going to do solos. I'm going to keep them short and sweet. I'm going to do some real practical tips and advice. So this is one of the last interviews you're going to hear. I've got one more in two weeks time. This is the lovely Jen Zenzolson. She is so, so lovely. I've met her through networking a while back and you know, you just hit it off and I really love what she says. I love how she is. And I know you're going to get a lot from this episode. So there's probably no point in me saying anything else. I'll just hand over to Jen. I am really excited today to welcome to the podcast, the very lovely Jen Zenz Olsen. Jen, how are you doing? 
Oh my gosh. So good. So excited to be here with you. I'm so excited for this interview and this chat that we're going to have today. I know it's going to be amazing. Oh, honestly, I am like, you know, when you meet someone online, I'm talking to my lovely listeners and you're like, oh no, we should be friends. Like, (laughs) and isn't it funny as an adult to be like, so I really want to be friends with you. Can we be friends? Totally. (laughs) Like, like friend crushing on someone. You're like, is it too soon to ask for a second date? But I really (laughs) like you. (laughs) But honestly, it's funny when you're older, like, yes, like making friends with people, but, but also how, I don't know about you, but when I meet someone, I'm like, oh yeah, no, you, you, yes, you're the person. Absolutely. Like, yep. so I am so grateful that luckily Jen felt the same way I did, and we've 100%. been hanging out and, <laughs> and that she's on the podcast. So I'm really excited about this. Jen, we always start exactly the same way by okay. you explaining to my lovely audience who you are and how you got to do the thing that you do today. Okay. So I work with really successful middle-aged women who are at a place in their life where they are maybe dealing with all sorts of things that are shifting and changing in their worlds, like perhaps empty nesting or needing a career change, relationship things, maybe aging parents. And they feel like they've got all these layers kind of covering them. And they're facing this place in their life where they know that they need to make a shift. I call it a lane change. They know that they need clarity. They've maybe lost touch with their purpose, but know they want to do something big. And they're not sure anymore how to go about that because it's like they had an idea at one place in their life and it shifted and transformed and evolved because we do. And they've landed in this place where they are feeling stuck. And so what I do is I work with women to help them get really clear about where they've been, where they're going, how they're going to do that. Just outlining their strengths, their talents, their gifts, and also their unique energetic signature, which is something special that I do because I'm all about the energy. And we sort of figure out their their lane change. And sometimes that means a really big shift. Sometimes it means a small shift and we just need to reconnect with parts of ourselves. And then off they go. We just get them totally fully empowered, feeling their strengths, their their legacy, honestly, the impact that they can create. And then we get them going back out in the world and leaving a trailblazing, beautiful, fiery place so that they're, like I said, creating that wonderful legacy. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. So a stupid question to start off with, what do you call midlife? Yeah, like, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I just created a Facebook community for, for it's called Midlife Repurposed. And I, and I invited some of my friends, my friends are in their thirties and they were like, yeah. excuse me, they're like, it's super funny. Sure? They're like, like slightly offended. And like, yeah. listen, here's the deal. Everyone defines it slightly different. I know many of us probably think between like 40 and 60. Mm-hmm. I would say I think between 35 and 65, I probably have a yeah. little bit bigger mindset only because I'm not saying 35 is midlife, but you're preparing for it. And some women actually start going through physical changes in their bodies sooner than mm-hmm. others. So I would rather someone have some awareness about what's coming and, mm-hmm. and sort of have this idea of preparation and awareness versus waiting till I'm smack in the middle of something. And now I might be in a, in a struggle, a place of, mm-hmm. of conflict. And now I'm searching for, for some resolution. It's yeah. like, let's, let's get ahead of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Let's have some awareness and, and make those kind of changes in advance, give ourselves permission to know what's coming and step into that power even sooner because I love that kind of legacy. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. It's funny. I need to connect you with the lovely Wendy Hill from Hillstart Nutrition, who has a group called Fab Female. And she talks about perimenopause and menopause. She's a nutritionist. And and so she talks about that. But what's cool is like, 
I am 43 now. I always say that very tentatively, like I can't remember. <laughs> I feel like See, I take my... I can't remember like, either at the time, yep. <laughs> yeah, and then we do the math and I'm like, oh yeah, no, that is right. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I hadn't really thought about things like the menopause because you know, I like to pretend I'm very young still. But being in Wendy's world, yes. actually, like you said, it's kind of taken the the mystery out of, you know, right. all that happens when you're older, all that happens, you right. know. And actually, like you said, there are so many people specifically just talking about this. And I apologize if you're a man and not loving this part of the conversation, but there are so many people who start perimenopause far earlier than people would imagine. And mm-hmm. and therefore they don't know. Like and they don't yes. know that's what it is. And I feel very right. privileged now to have been in Wendy's world so right. that I am more equipped with those things. So like you said, even though you know, at 35, they might be thinking, excuse I me, know. Jen, I'm very young <laughs> and youthful. I do think there is that kind of, that kind of having an awareness yeah. of kind of what's coming, but in a, you know, not in a negative way. No. The other thing that's really interesting that kind of sprung to mind as you spoke about this, in terms of the challenges of this age, right, and the fact of children growing up, and even so, I've still got children at home, but they're teenagers like mm-hmm. they, they don't have the same needs as they used to right. or they sort themselves out you know which is has some real benefits fyi people it does like, it does when it you does. when you when you don't have to deal with them all the time it's lovely True story. conversations are different like you know yes, they are but, but also like yeah and those challenges that them growing up bring oh god let's don't mm-hmm. do but relationship changes and one thing that's really fascinating i find fascinating at the moment is we know, or I know a lot of people whose relationships are breaking down or coming to an end. Or yes. I literally spoke to someone the other day who I I replied something on Instagram to her and she DM'd back and said, my husband and I have just, he's just left me. Like, And it came from what she said, like a bolt out of the blue. It Aww. did from my point of view. Now, I didn't know him particularly. I didn't know her, but, and then she said to me, you know, I don't know why I've just said this to you, but you're my example of someone going through this. Cause obviously I did, I was divorced. What is now eight, nine, 10 years ago. And obviously I've remarried and, but actually that, and when you were talking about like them being stuck and one of the things I thought about was, and one of the things I spoke to her about is I didn't know who I was anymore. And I think when yeah. it comes to the children and the careers, right. and the, even if your relationship goes, you know, doesn't right. have any problems, yes. it's like you, in your life, you, you get to, you know who you are, you know where you fit, you know who's around, you know how it looks, you feel comfortable and you're in your comfort zone. And when something happens that takes that out, I literally remember, like, God, I was wild. Like, I'm not even kidding. When my husband and I split up, my ex-husband, I was wild. Like, because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how I was meant to behave. I remember going to parties on my own and being like, what am I meant to do here? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think we always think that it takes something as big and dramatic as that to happen. But actually, this age range you're talking about, these little small shifts and changes are happening all the time, aren't they? Right, right. They are. That's, I think that's, really a testament to what I think of, you know, as people refer to midlife as a crisis, right? So I was Mm. saying one of, one of my passions is the only narrative we have is midlife crisis. Like the the only, that is the most depressing thing on the planet that we only have one way of looking at it. And 
instead of seeing it as a crisis, can we look at it as evolution? Can we look at revolutionizing the idea and the relationship we have with it? Because you're exactly right, Teresa. It's, it's we're in incessant change. Mm-hmm. So what you, who you are and what you're standing for at 20 and 30 and 40 look very, very different. Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, relationships can, can break down. We have kids. I, I, so I have a aging, ailing dad who's in hospice. I just launched my child into college this year. And at 40, what launched this passion and the mission that I have right now in my career is I went through this. I lived through at 40 in a perfectly beautiful private practice providing psychotherapy. I hated going to work every day Mm -hmm. and I created it. It was my dream. And so I think I felt like, how did my vision get so wrong here that I'm here and I'm peeling myself out of bed every day and I'm creatively like, how can I miss work today? Because I don't want to face it. Mm-hmm. And so, and I knew something was wrong. And what happened was I felt kind of broken, to be honest. I felt like something is deeply wrong with me. If this was my mission, if my purpose was supporting people on their journey, which by the way, is way too small of a nugget. So part of it was that I wasn't even super clear about my purpose at that time. I mm-hmm. narrowed it down and I was, I was absolutely lacking creativity, inspiration, motivation. And I knew something was wrong on the inside. I was like, mm-hmm. something is amiss here. And, and who do you talk to? My yeah. friend said things to me, literally, 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 my friends would say things like, Jen's always had her poop together. I'm not going to swear on your podcast. I'll be perfect. <laughs> so, so, right. So they, they, my friends said things like that to me. Jen knew what she wanted to do when she came out of the womb. Jen's got it yeah. together. So who do I go say yes. to someone when I look like it's all together? I've got the rocking career I created, my own business, and I've got a good reputation and a good community and great clients. Mm-hmm. My clients were were absolutely stellar. I've got all this stuff going, the house, the kid, the husband. I mean, yeah. right, so it was like all the boxes were checked. And how come I feel totally amiss? What, what is wrong with me? So I turn that really inward. And I find that that's what happens as we get to that middle space. And we're like, Look, I, I did all the boxes and you're looking around going, yeah. like, how did I get here? It is, and the real question of midlife, and a mentor said this to me a million years ago when I was trained to be a therapist. He said, the question of midlife is, is this enough? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it stuck with me. And I, and I started really like returning to this question of, is this enough? And my, my answer was no. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was going to look like. I, I had worked my tail off for my, training for my license, all the education, the the investment in it. When you do those things, you land somewhere and you go, how spoiled am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just don't feel happy. Like, yeah, I know so I've got it everything. Really was, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a really like rough mind space of how, how do I deal with this and what do I do and who am I to to shift gears like this. So I don't want other women to go through this. I don't want other women in that stage where they're feeling Mm -hmm. stuck and they might be facing a whole handful of things. And lots of times what happens is people in midlife don't realize they've got a purpose problem underlying all of it. Mm -hmm. I think it gets stacked up, you know? Well, this is what I was about to say to you. In terms of like, you know, if I was having a marketing conversation with you, I'd go, you know, how are we finding your perfect customer? And your perfect customer might not know that they feel like this. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. They, yes. You know, because exact for many reasons, but exactly the one you said that one, they might be sat there thinking, what am I moaning about? Like, seriously? Yes. Like, yes. I've got the house, I've got the husband or the wife or the <laughs> exactly. whatever, you know. Right. And yes. I've got the job or I've, I've my own business or like, and my friends think I've got it all together. Like, yep. like you, Jen, I was always the one to like mother and... Mm-hmm 
give advice to and be the leader because I am a natural leader. I can't help myself. Even when I shouldn't be, I try and take over. (laughs) Not always a good thing. Like I, and therefore when things go wrong in my world, I find it very hard to open up and be vulnerable. And, And when I did, they didn't like it. Like, because that's not my role. My role is to be the funny, loud, hilarious, like, you know, got it all together. And if she hasn't, it's just funny. And she finds it funny. Like, so it was really hard to be funny. But but like I said, I think there are a lot of people probably listening to this. And I would guess that my my lovely audience that are listening to this probably bang on your audience. Like, but I feel like they're probably going, there's something, but I don't know what it is. Or that's yeah, and I don't know how to communicate yeah. that, and I don't know what to do because if I can't, if I can't communicate it, how on earth yeah. can I communi- communicate to someone else to then get help for it? And I don't need help for it; I just need to get over myself. In fact, I heard someone say that just the other right. day. Just need to get over myself. Right. So, exactly. yeah, how how do you help them identify themselves? You know, it's what it is, is for people particularly, because I think, like you said, what happens is we can sort of have these layers that cover us that are, that are, that are really symptomatic, right? So how do we know we're out of alignment? I mean, I think that's one kind of question is how would I know? And there could be like, like you're lacking inspiration, you're lacking motivation. You're starting to find reasons to check out of life because you don't want to be there. You might be isolating. You might be drinking too much. You might be filling the spaces with shopping too much. There's all kinds of things that can actually also look like mental health issues that might be showing up that are really a piece of, if I looked underneath all of that, if I really got to the root of what's going on for you, you might look at me and say, you know what? I, at one point, I really knew what I was doing here in my Mm. life. And now I'm not so sure. And I think it's sometimes why, you know, for example, empty nesting gets so tucked into this because if the kids leave and the kids were kind of the glue. So, so, mm-hmm. and I don't know that anyone will know here, but I've got over 20 years of clinical social work experience. I was a psychotherapist mm-hmm. for, for like over 20 years. So when I speak to this, this is kind of that, that clinical experience talking, but when, when the kids move and they became the glue, mm. everyone feels unmoored again. Now we're like, well, wait yeah. a minute. If I'm not a mom, right? This is one of those things that people will do for purposes. They'll say, well, it's a, a role. Nope. Yeah. It's a task. Nope. Yes, it is legacy. Yes, there's a yeah. piece of that, but there's actually something that's so much more about that. And and so we can miss that. And if I look at you in the middle of your crisis, you're going, I, my kid just moved out. My parent just died. Mm-hmm. I'm in the weeds, but you want to talk to me about purpose. Yes. Yeah, I do. But yes. well, what we'll do then is what we have to do is go in and we have to attend first to these front facing issues that if there's stuff that feels like it's coming unglued and now I, I I need the bridge from this place where I'm in a hot mess state yeah. over to purpose, you can't get there if you don't have some support. And so that's yeah. really where I started shifting, um, you know, around my, my messaging to lean into this midlife thing. Let's revolutionize that. And can we change mm-hmm. the relationship we have with it so that you could actually look at your purpose? Because there's probably some evolution. We evolve as human beings. Mm-hmm. I hope that you do. Yeah. But that can be scary to face, right? If we're doing something along the way, I hope we're, we're yeah, evolving. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. we might have to do is take a look at these front-facing things. And so lots of times that's that's what it is. It would be, you know, look at the front-facing issues. What's going on for you? Is it marital? Is it is it empty nesting? Is it, you know, grief? It, there's so many pieces. Is it hormonal? Whatever it is. 
and we just say, okay, what are these things? We're going to attend to this up front. We're going to make sure that all is well here. And then we would move more deeply in that purpose work because you might need, because it sounds like a luxury to work on purpose. If I'm in the well, middle of losing a parent. Yeah. Exactly like, the word like, come on, like, can we talk about purpose? And you're going to be like, purpose? I could barely do one foot in front of the other right now. Like, what are you talking about, yeah. right? So, like, so I'm not I think even that feeding that's myself. Like, that's exactly right. Exactly. we do the so, basic. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's really important. And that's where I started making this connection where, oof, I don't know how many people know that they've got this, that this is writing around underneath all of it. And And you're right. Like when you start to look at this age, it's tough, man. It's a tough age. <laughs> it is. It like, is. especially, excuse me, my dog is howling downstairs, which my audience will be very used to me going, oh, I'm so unprofessional. Like, he's been put in his bed because I'm still recording a podcast. So I'm really hoping you can't hear it. Because obviously when you're doing a podcast, I can hear things that the mic hopefully doesn't pick up. But he's howling like, oh, my mom just left me. She's Poor so baby. Horrible. Poor he baby. just had to go in his crate for like, just half an hour. What is wrong yeah. with him? Um, yeah. <laughs> he's having a midlife crisis. That having boy. a midlife crisis uh, downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I but really... you're right. Like, you know, the when I think about, and I'm very fortunate in the fact of when my mum passed away, I got therapy, which I still have to this day. And I yes. prescribe it for anybody that will listen because I do really honestly think, and I see it as a privilege and an honour that yes. I get to have it. And that I am in a position where I can pay for yeah. it. But yes. it's a game changer. It is. And I think what's interesting is like paying for a therapist is is almost similar. Yes, there is a fine line of difference, but almost as similar as going, I'm going to pay for a coach to help me work with this, or I'm going to pay for someone else. It what it provides is that that space mm -hmm. for you to talk about something, for you mm -hmm. to unpack everything. But you're, you know. When I think about what uh, what's happened in the past few years, it's huge. You know, my mum passed yes. away. My daughter yes. now lives more with her dad than she lives with me because she changed schools. You know, my stepchildren are growing up and teenagers and grow, going out. My husband works away. My, you know, my business, my, like we juggle a lot of we stuff. Do. And do. then let's add on the fact of like, I'm constantly striving to eat really well. I'm constantly striving to drink my water. You know, I'm constantly trying to remember my supplements. Like, I try and journal. Like, I don't try to yeah. do journal. Like, you know, right. I'm doing my meditation. I'm doing, yes. like, yes. It's, it is a lot. But I also think as women in this age bracket, in this age range, there's a part of us that just goes, yeah, but it just is. It is what it is. And I've we just got so, yeah, just got to put yeah. that down there. You just yeah, stay there. I'll be fine. We're so accustomed to just doing in our culture, and mm. so I think that's what we tuck. We tuck in, you know. We sort of lean in and just like against a, a stiff wind, you're just walking into it, and you're just tucked in and doing the thing. And it's literally sometimes just one foot in front of the other. And mm. and I agree with you. And I think that that's sort of conditioned. I think we just get conditioned that like this is this is how we roll. We just mm. women can do all the things. We can juggle all the parts. And like no big right. And then if you really, it's it's I think when you climb into bed at night and you slow down, or you're on vacation, mm -hmm. or for many people during a pandemic where all of a sudden we had to slow down, you go, there's something that's really wrong with this. There's yeah. something that I've just been tucking and running and. I don't For feel it. I don't know who time. I am anymore. I don't know why I'm here anymore. And it's not that it's necessarily depression. It's not necessarily, mm -hmm. but it can look and feel like you're so disconnected from your journey and, mm -hmm. and from your purpose. And like, 
what, what moors you and that gives you joy, right? That's really what we want to think about is how much joy are we getting? If I'm not getting some sense of joy, if I don't get excited, like right now in my business, I love it so much. If I wake up at 4 a.m. and something's on my heart, I pop out of bed and go type it and put it in my iPad. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to miss something that's a beautiful nugget of wisdom for sleep. And back in the day, I would have stayed in bed as long as I absolutely could have before I had to go. Mm-hmm. So there's something different about when you really connect with what your what your dream is, what that goal, that vision is, you are definitely in it. You're motivated and you're excited. And there's such a different, there's such a passion around it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that with some of that slowing down are sometimes the moments where we catch ourselves going, something's, this isn't, something's wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. I don't know what this is. Because when you're in it and you're doing it and you're, like, you just and it was funny because I, I went through Mary Hyatt, which people know, and she's a very dear friend. And it was actually Mary who said to me, I think you need a therapist. But this was months after my mom died. Like, yes. because yes. what had happened is she'd passed away. I jumped into, so I'm one of three girls, but there was me and my other sister who were the organizers and who were the, right. the people who can manage this sort of stuff. My eldest sister, that's not her bag. And so we jumped into sort of funeral, planning this, doing this, doing that, sorting a house out. Mm-hmm you know, literally things like getting people into cleaner and sorting out how my dad gets shopping and how like getting him sorted with the bank card and all this because my mum literally did everything. Sure. And and it wasn't until months later that I still wasn't kind of like and it and I was all right. Like I wasn't again, I wouldn't have said I was depressed. I wasn't kind of there wasn't anything really major. But it right. took my a coach, someone who knows me on that level to go something isn't right. You need to speak to someone. And then since then, the stuff that we've talked about and unpacked and looked at and whatever, like genuinely makes me a much, much better person. Absolutely. I was, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk briefly, I want you to explain some of the things you do to help, but I want to talk about like some of the positives of this age, like Agreed. Because there yeah. are some amazing <laughs> positives. Like, there are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I literally don't give a hoot what anybody <laughs> thinks of me, that right? Is, that is exactly. I that, yes. love that. Me like, too. Me too. Yep. If we could have gone back to our 20 year old self yep. and said that, or even to my daughter now who's just turning 13. Exactly. exactly. Like, oh God, could you imagine what people they'll turn into if that was the case? That's just it. It's, it's the goal of the goal of the work and the goal of my I think platform and my mission is to create a space for women to feel so empowered that that literally goes backwards. It's that ripple effect that the more mm-hmm. empowered I am, the more my daughter sees me in that state and yours and that in your state. Mm-hmm. And when we are making progress for ourselves and standing in that power, I want women to be doing this before I did. I don't want them to be yeah. 40 and 50 before they finally go, I'm not about this BS. I'm done. So yeah. for me, it's really about empowering that like, what is good? What is happening right now? What I'm I'm done dealing with. I don't care if you don't like me. If I'm not yeah. your your flavor, there's a million. That's and that's yeah. beautiful. And so now I just lovingly like bless and release. If I'm not your cup of tea, that's okay. There's many, mm-hmm. right? There's a different sort of confidence and power that comes in midlife that I think is really beautiful. And I said, you know, one of my philosophies is a really spiritual belief, but it's like, I think midlife people are doing this work because we're, we've been prepared. Mm-hmm. So I think our experience and wisdom, even though there are challenges that we can face, we've actually been prepared. That's why they happen in this state in life. So we, yeah. so one of the things is look at your, look at your wisdom. Look mm. at how you have gleaned so much experience, wisdom, relationship, growth, evolution, 
at this state, you're coming in and you are actually packed full of so much beauty. And it can get, like I said, we can sort of get lost in the weeds if it starts getting covered by by things that are stressful and the challenges. Like, I get that. And there is still so much beauty in there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that confidence, the power, the things that come with midlife, I just, it's like, I think sometimes we're also more willing to risk. If mm-hmm. we have an awakening, we're like, I'm willing to risk more because I what, what am I going to lose? I've been, I, if I've made it this far and I've dealt with all those things, I now mm-hmm. see with perfect clarity how resilient I am. Yeah, I can face parent loss. I can face illnesses. I can face all these different things and look at where I am. I can do this. And mm-hmm. that's a confidence you can't give someone in their 20s and sometimes even their 30s, right? No. So it's just really powerful to me to look at. By now, you're probably picking the things in your world that you really value. You're diving mm-hmm. more deeply into like, I'm going to pick from my values, not just what I think I should do. Mm-hmm. So now my friendships are more deep. I'm less, I'm less afraid to say to somebody, I really love you. I just met you. Yeah. And yes. her, I like Best you just friends. like a friend. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I would have done that when I was 20 and 30. I would have gotten in my head and I'd been like, she's gonna think I'm a total weirdo. Yes. Uh, and you just and I just being rejected. Right. Absolutely. And, and someone Absolutely. going, Yeah, no, not for me. Whereas, exactly. And I think you're so right. I think we forget about all the stuff we've been through, all the stuff we've managed, all the all the things that have built our resilience to the point of, like I said, you know, I won't put up with those people. I no longer like, God, when I think about some of the friends, I say with air quotes, that I used to have in my twenties and even thirties and the way they treated me and the way they spoke to me and the the type of people they were. And now I think not in a like not for one years. minute. No, no. Yeah. Would I consider putting up with that rubbish? Like no way. And we don't want to. And the other thing that really makes laugh is I had I got a really good friend. He's a lovely, lovely guy, and he is like so. He's my husband's. He, he's my husband's neighbor, and so I'm like the added friend because obviously yes. I met my husband, and then he was yes. their friends. Yeah. But my friend James is so funny because I remember he came around like and so. I've been with my husband about eight years, and so I was still learning it then. And he came around and he was like, "What are you doing tomorrow?" Whatever. I said, "Oh, we've got to go to a christening." What do you mean? I was like, I don't want to go. God, it's just be awful. It's this and that. And he's like, well, don't go. And I'm like, I've got to go. Well, you haven't. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have. Because what people say is like, who cares what they say? It's your I, time, your life. Your... Yeah. And I just didn't get it. And I looked at him like, if only. And exactly. now, <laughs> no, if yeah. I don't want to do it, That's I don't right. do it. And That's you know right. what? Like, is It's really interesting because my sister, I have this conversation with her because she does the majority of the care for my dad. And I say, you have a choice. And she says, I don't. Yes. I'm like, you do. Oh, you, you do. You might not like the choices. That's right. They might not be comfortable choices. Right. But you always have a choice. Right. And she came to me a few months back and said, you've got to have dad this Christmas. Right. I had him last year. Tracy had him the year before, my two sisters. Well, uh-huh. first off, that was never a discussion. No one ever said to me, oh, we're taking right. it in turns. This will be right. your turn soon. Uh-huh. And I said, no. And some people just think, oh, gosh, you're so mean. That's your dad. Like yeah, your mom yeah. passed away. And I, was, yeah. I said, no. I yeah. said, because I said, one, we have a very complicated Christmas because we share children with other parents. Right. Absolutely. And two, I don't like being told what to do. Like if, <laughs> like, if it was my decision, I'm right. not going to do something because you've told me I've got to exactly. do it because I'm a grown up now. Yes. And it, I literally only feel like it in the last five years, but like yes. I'm a grown up. I can make my own decisions. Exactly. And my, I'm doing the best I can with the tools I have. 
and you are doing the same. And right, I'm okay. choosing to make a decision to say, no, I'm not good. I'm not willing to do that. I, for various reasons, I might do something else. I might, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not committing to saying, mm-hmm. yes, I'm now part of this hamster mm-hmm. wheel of you've got to have to add a mark. You've got to have to add exactly. Like, no, I'm not yeah. doing it. And like yeah. some people won't get that and they won't understand and they'll think I'm horrible and yeah. selfish. Yeah. And that's okay. But and that, exactly. We've got to be, we've got to think about us. And I think we don't do that enough, do we? And no, we don't. And I think that's a piece of some of that being willing to give up the BS in midlife create space to -hmm. stand more truly and authentically in who you are. Things like that, where you were like, look, it's not about not loving my dad. This is what fits for myself and my family. Yes, That's about boundaries. That's about knowing yourself enough to know what fills you up and what's going to feel good for your holiday. Like that's, that's really important. And that's a piece of what we really start figuring out Mm -hmm. in midlife is how do I do this? How do Mm -hmm. I start to choose myself again? And that's yeah. what I, when I get my clients and they're fired up and they're starting coaching with me, I'm like, oh, cause that energy, cause they're like, I- I'm ready to change. I'm tired yeah. of this. I'm like, yeah. yes, that's almost yeah. what we have to, we almost have to get so frustrated or so like understanding that we are completely disconnected anymore. And we're, we're checking boxes for kind of everybody else. Yes. And we're like, I, I'm so, I'm so done with this. Like, why am I continuing to do the same thing I've done in my life? If it's not bringing me joy, if it's not lighting my soul on fire, as my kids start to go away or I start to age, or these things are reflections of where I'm at in my life, I want to start to really live in my own Mm. light. I want to start driving my own direction again and start doing those things for me. And that is not selfishness. That is literally self-care. And I would hope by midlife, we're starting to work out like that's actually boundaries and self-care. That's not selfish. That is deep insight and self-awareness. Absolutely. And we need to rename that, right? And that's where I said midlife and and revolutionizing it. Let's rename that that's not selfish, Mm. that that's self-care. That's that's a shame that we think about it in that that way ever because it's not. Yeah. hundred percent. And if you think about like, and I know this might be a bit, you know, a bit dark or whatever, but for me, one thing that was really interesting when my mum passed away was my mum was a very negative character in the sense of, life was dreadful. Everything was awful. We don't have anything. It's not fair. You know, so-and-so, well, they do this and that's negative if they've done well. And I remember, and I've said this on the podcast before, I'm sure, but I remember thinking after she died, she died fairly young. She was 67. So she wasn't like, you know, it's young. And, And I remember thinking, what was the point? Like, what was the point in your life? Like, you just was so miserable mm-hmm. and then you just died like and yeah. I even and I said and I've had this conversation with my therapist and, and I even had the conversation with my dad not that long ago and I said to my dad like she used to revel in the she she loved it like in a really weird way she loved being that miserable and yeah. I said to my dad do you think if she knew she was going to die when she did she would be different he went no he, I barely finished the sentence and he went, no, wow. I don't think she would have. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. well, yeah, that's amazing that you, you, you know, you think that too. But, but I just thought, what's the point? And, and I know that, you know, we don't want to sit here and like, you know, I'm only 43 for Christ's sake. I'm not, you know, heading off anytime soon, but I don't right. want to think like, I don't want to resent the stuff I've done for people because absolutely. I feel like I had to do it No, or absolutely. feel like I didn't get to live my life because I was living other people's life or doing exactly. and it's again it's that balance of like yeah it might sound selfish but it's not it's about 
you know, I don't want my children to do that for me. I want my children Absolutely to not. go and be gone and live yes. the most amazing life, whatever they want That's to do. Right. That's like, right. I put no expectations on them and therefore I don't want any expectations on me. Like, don't get me wrong. I go and see my dad every week and, you know, right. spend time with him and hang out with him. I think he's yes. ace. I love him to bits. But I I make that decision because that fits with me and my family and how that works. So, Absolutely. So Absolutely. we're running out of time and I'm so conscious of your time. And, and you know, I've, obviously you guys know on the podcast that like Jen is, I think, well, I don't know if you're, no, I think I've got one more after this, one more interview after, after you, Jen. But so I feel like I'm really milking the interview because, you know, there's not going to be any more after this for a while. So tell us like, so if you're sat listening to this and you're resonating with some of the stuff we said, which honestly, I think even with someone like me and Jen who have the support and the help and the coaches and the, even us, there's the, still a lot of it resonates and we're working on it. We're doing the work. Like Absolutely. this isn't, this isn't like, you know, do this one thing. Ping, yeah. Yeah, like, like the guru. Guru. We're not like, oh, you should go do all these things that we don't do it. No, no. Like I'm doing all the stuff I'm encouraging my coaching clients to do. I get exactly. healing services. I do my own personal work. Like incessantly so yeah, yeah well said yeah we're happy so, to do it too. so yeah so if someone's sat there listening to it, talk to them about what you do and some of the tools and things you have to help people with this yeah so my approach is you know the foundation of the clinical work that i've done is like such a blessing because it just i have a really expanded experience and wisdom based on all those interactions with clients and their stories which are incredible they're such a blessing and so to me it's a real privilege to to kind of come in and do this work as a coach with this underlying awareness about what people go through and 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 also the similarities between all of us that that actually connect us more deeply so we're much more alike than we think we are which i love that philosophy I think the thing that I really started doing was leaning into, you know, energy services and things like that. So I started with yoga certification and training and meditation is a specialty of mine. And then I went and got Reiki certified because I'm like, well, if I'm going to call myself an energy healer, which I didn't know I was one until I was 40, I better have some foundation in it. So I started sort of garnering these different kind of, you know, energetic tools and what I really do that I think is my philosophy that might be slightly different than other coaches or, or people that are out there doing this work, one is, is the experience I have, but then two is that I look at people in a very kind of yogic philosophy and is we're made up of layers. So there's mm-hmm. an outer layer, there's a thought layer, an emotion layer, right? So there's all these intuitive wisdom, heart, right? So what I am passionate about doing is helping people heal through all those different layers. So very often, even for going to psychotherapy, psychotherapy is going to tend towards the thoughts and the emotions, Yeah. right? So very impactful. I'm not dismissing psychotherapy. I did it for over 20 years. Obviously, I think it's a beautiful, a beautiful thing to go do for yourself. And there's different modalities that actually dive into those layers that help us heal more effectively. And if we're not looking at that energetic piece, that's one of those sort of unspoken, unsung superheroes is our energy. Like we forget mm-hmm. that that's, people are reading us before we ever speak a word. Mm-hmm. Our energy precedes us, right? And everything is energy. Our When we talk, you and I have great energy. Like this is, right, we have this really wonderful synchronicity to how we mm-hmm. connect. That That is one of the gifts of our experience is energy. And what I find is a lot of people don't, they miss it. They don't realize that they're actually able to harness their energy and use it for their good. And so mm-hmm. people feel really kind of like victim. Like I just have to show up and I have to deal with whatever comes my way. And it's like, no, 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 no. You actually kind of get to be the boss. And so you get to be the boss by harnessing and, and working in those layers. So things like meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Getting clear about what your energetic signature is. 
because everyone is different. That's that's a more comprehensive way to look at purpose and why you're here than a task or a role. It's a much I think you right. That I. So so what I do is I sit with people. We do look at your unique talents, your gifts, your your foundational value set. We're looking at all those pieces, and and then we go and do some work about what makes you who you are with other people. So it's kind of a, it's a process that I walk people through. And then when they start getting that, we start going through and really finding the themes where you shine in the world, like in a really profound way. And it ends up coming out as a much more of an energetic signature so that it looks like something like I am whatever your energetic signature is. And I offer this brilliance in the world using my tools of blank. So it's very much like by the time we're done, you're walking away with this really clear mission statement because no matter what you do, your energetic signature is always riding around with you. So it doesn't matter what lane I'm in, how I'm offering my stuff, that is always going to show up with me. So it's like my Angelou's quote. She said, people will forget what you said. Mm-hmm. They'll forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. That is exactly the work that I'm doing with people. I want you to understand how people feel when they're mm-hmm. in your presence. That precedes you and it's there long after you're gone. And so to me, people having a deep understanding and awareness about that part of who they are is like, is a, is a game changer. Now that I know mine, I could never not know it. So no matter where mm-hmm. I am, that's how I'm going to show up in the world. How can I harness that and best deliver that to create a legacy and impact in the world? So yes. good. And like, like you're so right in the sense of I've just made some changes in the business to better reflect and be in line with my values. And they're scary changes. I've just increased more than double the price of pretty much everything I offer. Like, and some people might look at that and go, oh God, that's a bit yuck and a bit whatever. But I am like, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Sure. It finally feels like it's sitting with me and it finally feels like it's making sense. And one thing that was really interesting that I've been working through is, when I first came into this world, into the online world, I looked to other people. So I looked at other people's stuff and went, they're doing it this way. I've got to do it this way. Right. Obviously, this is just my example when it comes to my business. But yes. so I did, didn't align, didn't fit. So right. then right. I did the complete opposite because I then got so jaded with how the online world looks. So I went, okay, I'm not going to do what they do, but I'm not just not going to do what they do. I'm going to do the complete opposite. opposite. So sure. then suddenly I dropped all my prices and I did all this stuff and and that didn't fit either. And it was like, right. I was constantly working in someone else's energy yes. or someone yes. else's kind of values or, yes. and it's taken, and I am like, you know, eight years into business there. Like it has taken that long for me to finally go, oh, I could just do what I what feel feels is right. Here. Absolutely. Exactly. It's huge. It's and, huge. And I know that like some people will listen to this and be like, really the energy thing. But honestly, it's, and take that for whatever you want it to be. Like, it's just a feeling of that feels right. Yeah. Like, that's what, yeah. I feel good. I feel happy. That feels going, right. Like, mm-hmm. and even though in the past me would have been terrified to go, yeah, my membership's going to be like $220 a month. And my, you know, group coaching, small group coaching is $444 a month. And if you want yep. to work to one, it's just short of 10 grand for 90 days. Like, there's a part of me that would have wanted a vomit at the, absolutely vomit absolutely no i'm i feel really good saying that which in turn means the energy i'm presenting behind it shows up completely different like like absolutely that's exactly right is that if you're standing in your own power if you're standing in your own strengths if you're standing in your own awareness you are truly honoring yourself 
mm-hmm. your vision, every single person around you feels it. Yes. My energy getting up every day right now, my excitement, enthusiasm, when I'm sharing my lives, when I'm coaching, those people feel it all the way to their bones. Yeah. Back in the day when I was trudging to go to psychotherapy, were people still healing? Yes. Was I 100%? But- no. no, like, so, so, and they knew, they knew I had a client say to me, literally, she goes, Jenny, you know what I, I she goes, are you okay? And I said, yeah. She, I said, why, what, what makes you ask? And she said, you don't laugh as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Done. It was literally one of the most pivotal two sentence kind of conversations I had, because I knew if that's the soul, I am all about humor. I'm all yeah. about laughter and joy and vibrancy and radiance. And so if I'm showing up here and I'm, I'm coming into this and I'm kind of like, not really present. I'm not really enjoying it. I'm not having that much joy. Something is wrong. And yeah. she's picking up my energy. Yeah. She's picking it up. She is intuiting in me that I have changed and something's amiss. Yeah. People feel that in us. So they also feel your joy and your light and your excitement and your passion. So that's exactly right. If it aligns for you and it feels so good, every single thing that you offer then. Yeah is in that exact same energy. It's it's so palpable to people and they feel yeah. it and and they trust it because mm-hmm. you trust it. So when you trust yeah. yourself, someone else trusts you. And when you lean in, they yeah. lean in. So it's it's this really beautiful synchronicity of, of when we really step in that space, it is, it is creating a powerful energetic experience for other people as well. There is something really powerful about that. I love it. Yeah. Jen, you are a beautiful soul with stunning energy and she looks gorgeous fyi and and i think are you older than me jen i'm 48 yeah yep like yeah. you, you got that it. was it because you ha- i saw you with your teenage children i was like no that can't be true um, <laughs> oh, but is. you look stunning <laughs> and then and i haven't done my hair today and i feel no bad like i should have done my hair because jen looks so beautiful <laughs> Anyway, anyway, my morning here, doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Trust like me. it's nearly five o'clock here. So, I mean, let's you know, give you some credit, but no, you we'll, look beautiful. We'll pretend that I did actually do my hair and then it just got rubbish. It hasn't, I just didn't do it. Jen, we will obviously link up to everything in the show notes, but where do you hang out most? Where can people come and say hi? I think the safest bet is just my website, which is just, it's laughinglotuswellness.com. That's such a mouthful. Laughinglotuswellness.com. I really should have maybe thought about that when I was divvying it up, but um, we live and learn. And I'm just on all social medias in in Laughing Lotus Wellness. So it's really easy. Just wherever you go, tap that in and I'm around. So people can easily find me there. Jen, thank you so much. I knew this would be beautiful and I really appreciate being on. Teresa, I adore you. And this was literally just the magic that I thought it would be. So thank you so much for having me, my sweet friend. It's an honor. There we go. There was the lovely Jen. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please go and give it some love on social media. If you have not reviewed me, that would be amazing. What a lovely Christmas gift that would be. Thank you so very much. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.